Welcome to the Do Life and a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, my beautiful do life and a body you love chicks today. I want to talk with you guys about belly fat because it's annoying and it seems to just keep piling on with age and it's been the bane of my existence for longer than I can even tell you. (laughs) So I want to break down why do we have it? Uh, Why does it get worse with age and particularly with menopause? And what can we actually do about it? Because there are so many misconceptions about this out there. And I see people wasting a lot of money and a lot of time doing things that really are not going to move the needle. And so I want to bring you the facts. Some of them you might not love, okay? But don't shoot the messenger. You know that I just tell you the truth because I love you, right? Okay, so here we go. Why do we even have belly fat? Well, I mean, at the very most basic way that we can possibly talk about this, it's because we've eaten too much food. Like, there is something to be said for the whole, like, eat less, move more concept. The problem is that that's an oversimplistic view of things, and eating less and moving more doesn't actually pan out in, like, real life. But we get belly fat the same way we get any other fat with a couple of caveats that I will get into. But by and large, it's we have consumed more energy than we've burned, and so our body is storing fat. Now, why does it go to our belly? Uh, And for some of us, it seems to be like more of it goes to our belly than for other people, or maybe it didn't used to go to your belly, and now it does. And so it's like, what is going on here? Well, part of that is genetic. So how your body is going to put fat on it and where it's going to put it, that is based on your genes, like from day one, from birth. And so some women will genetically, especially like once they hit puberty and their estrogen and progesterone are all playing nice and all those things are happening, they will put their weight predominantly in their boobs or in their hips or in their butt or in their thighs, right? It's different for everybody. Some women, it goes to their face first. Some women, it goes to their arms first. Some women, it goes to their belly first. I've always been that person. Mine has always went to my abdomen first. Even when I was a teeny, tiny teenager, like stick arms and legs, I would still always be hiding a little bit of a belly because like, that's just where my fat would go. And so it's different for everybody. Partially it is genetic. But partially, like I just alluded to, female hormones also play a role in where your body is going to put fat. So as we start to decrease our estrogen with menopause, we will start to shift where we're putting our fat. So it maybe used to go to your hips. And then as you approach menopause, it starts going to your belly instead. And you're like, what in the heck is going on? What am I doing wrong? Well, The fact is you're not doing anything wrong. Your body's just shifting where it's going to put the fat. But here's the deal. No matter where it goes for you first, genetically, uh, your body eventually is going to fill up everywhere. Okay. So you're going to like lose and gain in whatever order your body wants to do it. But if you put on enough fat mass, eventually it's going to go everywhere. It's not just only going to go to your problem area. So I'll use my own body 
as an example. Genetically, it just goes to my belly is what it is. Now, I can pack a lot on my belly before I see anything happening to my legs, but then it will go there. Then it will go to my arms. Then, well, no, it kind of goes to my butt and then my arms, whatever. It goes to like my face last. And then when I lose weight and it happens in the reverse order, I'll lean out in my face. Then I'll lean out in my arms. Then I'll lean out in my butt. Then I'll lean out in my thighs. And finally, if I lose enough fat, I will start to lose it from my abdomen. And that is true for you too. It just may be different spots where it's going to happen. So some women lean out in their stomach first. Um, None of us like you, okay? I'm just kidding. I love you all, even with your flat bellies. But some women can keep a lot of subcutaneous fat on their booty and their thighs and lose it from their waist. It just depends on what your genetics are and then also what's going on for you hormonally. So here's the deal with fat loss. You can't determine where it's going to leave. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't lose it from your problem area. And if the problem area is belly fat, you can absolutely get rid of it. But you cannot determine the order it's going to leave. So anything that's promising you this is going to bust belly fat, well, not unless it's busting all of the fat and you eventually get to the belly fat. Like, that's the only way to do it, right? And so there's not magical supplements. There's not magical workouts. There's not magical detoxes or fancy elixirs or anything that is going to get rid of your belly fat specifically unless it's just helping you lose overall fat and then it'll get to the abdominal fat loss whenever your body decides it's darn getting ready. Oof, that's the bad news. Okay. So what about doing like core work and stuff like that? Should we just give up all of our core work? No, absolutely not. But I don't think you should hyper-focus on it either. So you want a strong core. And by the way, your core is not just your abs, like the abs that we think of. It's also your glutes. So build that booty, ladies. It's your back muscles. It's basically your trunk, like anything that's not like your leg and your arms that and your head, like that's your core. And you do want that to be strong, but you don't want to disproportionately just be doing crunches all the time. Like you want to like, you want core strength everywhere, your whole entire core. Plus you do want strong arms and strong legs. So you should be doing core work incorporated with all of the rest of your strength training, not only hyper-focusing on your core work because you can do sit-ups until the cows come home. But if you're not dialing in the nutrition piece of this, you're not going to lose any fat from your belly. You will build abdominal muscles. You will never see those muscles because you have to do the nutritional piece as well. So they always say like abs are actually made in the kitchen, not the gym. I mean, it's kind of true, but kind of not. You do need to have muscle there in order to be able to see it, but you have to lose fat in order to see the muscles that you want to see there, right? So core work's not a waste of time, but you can't just hyper-focus there either. So what can we do then? Well, all of the things that you do to lose weight from any other part of your body, but here's what I recommend you do. If you are bothered by your belly, And this is actually true if you have other problem areas as well, okay? But I'm going to speak about the belly, but if you're not bothered by your belly and you're bothered by your arms, just insert arms (laughs) into this conversation. Works the same. But let's say that your belly is what's bothering you right now, and you go implement a really solid plan where you're going to get your body into an appropriate calorie deficit. Now, 
If you've been around for a minute, you know what I mean by that. It doesn't necessarily mean you're even counting calories, but if you are counting calories, it does not mean that you just ran some numbers off of an online calculator. When I'm calculating calories for our clients, which most of our clients don't even do, I would say, I don't know, 30% of them do, but if they're going to, it's like we're monitoring them for a couple of weeks what they already eat. And then I'm calculating things by hand. And there's like a lot that goes into it. It's not like just find some number off of some random calculator and put yourself in a calorie deficit. Because here's the deal. What is a calorie deficit for you? It it does like your hormones do matter. Your activity level matters. Uh, your age matters. How sedentary you are matters. Your stress levels matter. Like all of those things are actually going to determine what a calorie deficit is for your body. But here's the deal. You have to be in some sort of a calorie deficit in order to lose fat. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to eat less food. If you're an under eater, we, we might actually need to repair your metabolism, boost some things up and give you more food, whatever. That That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But how you're going to get rid of belly fat is by getting rid of all the other fat. So you got to figure out what it, what is that plan going to look like for you? Now, here's the spot that's very specific that I want you to pay attention to is in far as belly fat or wherever your problem area is. I don't want you to only focus on that area as you're losing weight. So here's what we do because you do need to be assessing. Let me back up. You do need to be assessing if your plan is working. Like you, you don't want to be just belaboring some plan that is getting you no results. But the mistake that we make when we're trying to lose weight is we will look at only the scale or we'll look at only our problem area to try to decide if we're losing fat. Well, that's a terrible idea for obvious reasons. So my problem area is my belly. And let's say that I've been on some plan for like two weeks and maybe the scale's moving a little bit. Maybe it's not, whatever. But like, what if I'm losing fat off of my body, but it's coming off of my face because that's where it leaves first and it's coming off of my arms but I'm not really noticing that because I don't care about my face or my arms. All I care about is my belly. So every day I get up and I weigh myself and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, still got all my rolls because I do this weird little dance in the mirror where I like play with all my fat. It, it's weird and disturbing. But anyways, if I'm only doing that, I'm not going to notice that my plan is working and then I'm going to have diet ADD and I'm going to be like, oh, I got to go do this thing. Oh, I got to go do this thing because I'm only focusing on my my problem area. So you really want to expand what you're using as like evidence that your plan is or is not working. So don't only look at your belly. Take selfies if you lose it from your face first. Take full body measurements. Those can even be like misleading if you don't do it in the same spot all the time, the same level of tightness. So just make sure that you're doing it appropriately. But that's going to tell you, like if you're losing inches from your arms, your legs, your your thighs, your calves, like your hips everywhere, but you're not losing it from your belly, then that means you're not losing it from your belly yet. And what you're doing is working. If you're not losing any inches from anywhere, your clothes fit exactly the same in the sleeves and in the thighs and in the waist and like nothing is changing, then your plan is not working. We we need to evaluate. You got to make, you got to make a sharp turn somewhere. Either you need more food, less food, more movement, less movement. I, I don't know what you need. It's, it's like so individualized. But the point is, 
There isn't like some magical recipe, some secret sauce for losing abdominal fat. That's all marketing BS. And truth be told, I do talk about losing belly fat when I'm like marketing my free challenges to you guys and things like that. But then I'm telling you what you actually have to do to lose fat from your belly. We're not doing gimmicky weird things. I'm not like here, go do a coffee enema or drink cayenne pepper every morning or like, I'm not saying that there aren't some things out there that you can do that are going to like maybe be beneficial to your body. Like cayenne pepper probably really is good for you. Is it specifically melting fat off of your abdomen? No, nope, it's not like you have to do the real work of losing weight to lose belly fat. And for those of you who never used to have any belly fat and then you hit menopause and it starts going there, I can imagine how frustrating that is. I'm actually terrified that I'm in perimenopause now because that's where all my fat goes anyways. Um, But I can imagine that's frustrating when it didn't used to go there and now it does. But here's the deal. You can lose it. You absolutely can lose it. We have women in every phase of menopause, peri, middle of, post, women in their 70s, like women who are on hormone replacements, women who are not on hormone replacements, like the whole entire gamut. We have them all shrinking their bellies, which means they're shrinking abdominal fat. So you can do it, but I want you to put your horse blinders on and not pay attention to the random TikToks and the random influencers who are like, do this one exercise and it's going to blast your belly fat. Or you need to give up all of your carbs. That's the only way that you can blast belly fat. Or you have to give up dairy. Or, I mean, like some of you might need to give some of those things up. That, that's fine. And do your cayenne pepper shots. Okay, that, that's cool. But that's like not getting you there. And so we have to do the things that are real or else we're just spinning our wheels. And I don't want to see you guys spinning your wheels because I know that you're all capable of getting back in bodies that you're extremely confident in. And that is what I want for all of you. So the number one thing that you actually need to get rid of belly fat is patience. And I know I have no patience either. But if what you're doing is working to remove fat off of your body from other areas, keep going. It will leave your belly. Now, if what you're doing is not working to get fat off of your body anywhere, then we need to focus on a generalized fat loss plan. And what that looks like for each woman is very individual. Like what your body needs. I can't possibly cover that on a podcast for the masses because it's so personalized, but that's the, that's the deal. That's what we have to do. We have to just lose fat. Now, what about cortisol? Because I can hear some of your wheels are probably turning. I hear it as I'm recording it. I hear it in your brains. You're driving down the road. You're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, but Nikki, what about cortisol? I'm so freaking stressed out. Okay, let's talk about cortisol real fast and then we'll wrap it up. Yes, cortisol can make you store a little bit of belly fat, but but here's like, here's what we know about it. Okay, first of all, when your cortisol levels are high all the time, Actually, let me back up even further. Cortisol is not the devil. You need it to get out of bed. If your cortisol didn't spike in the morning, you'd die. Like you wouldn't get up. So cortisol is not terrible. We don't want it running rampant 24-7 all the time. And actually, a lot of women who are super stressed out it can have cortisol levels that kind of like crash and they're like exhausted. And so every stressed out person doesn't have high cortisol. Some have low. 
Like it's a thing. So we do want some cortisol, but you don't want it going all the time. But here's what happens. It really, probably the, the number one way that it makes us gain weight is that it helps us or it, blah, 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 blah. you guys, I'm like not a wordsmith today. I cannot talk. Oh, when your cortisol is high, you can't regulate your appetite very well. You're hungry or you're so stressed out that you have no appetite. So where are my stress eaters? And then where are my stress food avoiders? People tend to fall in one camp or the other. Or maybe how stressed out you are determines if you want to go binge and eat your feelings and calm yourself down. Or if you're so incredibly upset that you then can't eat. Okay, so when cortisol is high, it's affecting our appetite. It's also affecting like how well we regulate our blood sugar. Because you do have all of these crazy things that are happening in your body. And so if your blood sugar is all over the place, you're going to have more cravings, things of that nature. And then there is some thought that cortisol actually does make us deposit visceral fat. So visceral fat, you don't actually see visceral fat. That's around your organs. It's terribly unhealthy. Like it's the last place that you want it. And in some ways, like if you get enough of it, it can you can start to kind of see it, but it's not subcutaneous fat. It's not like the stuff that's right under the skin where I do my weird little dance in the mirror and I poke at all my belly fat. That's not the visceral fat. <laughs> that's not what's what cortisol is doing. That's subcutaneous fat. So visceral fat around the organs, if you get enough of it, sure, your belly can get bigger. Like your waist circumference can get bigger. But typically when we're thinking about like belly fat, we're thinking about like subcutaneous belly fat that we can like poke at and prod at and we can tell that it's fat and it's there. So can cortisol be putting belly fat on us. I mean, yes, technically. But again, here's the deal. Stress management is actually part of a well-balanced fat loss plan. Like that is something that we deal with with our clients. It's food, movement, sleep, stress, relationships. It's like all the things. All the things are what determine how well you're going to be able to adhere to a fat loss plan. So can cortisol cause a little bit of belly fat? Yes. Is focusing on cortisol as being the reason that we're storing belly fat, is that an accurate way to look at it? Probably not. Probably not. That's probably chasing a red herring. So for like, I'm all about you doing things that calm your stress. 100%. You should totally do that. It's going to help you lose weight. It's going to help you be a happier human. It's going to help you have better impulse control, all the things. So you should absolutely do appropriate stress management tools. I'm here for it. Taking a bunch of weird things that are supposed to de decrease your cortisol or weird shots of things that you don't like every morning to decrease your cortisol and all of that, while we're not addressing things like our food, our movement, our sleep, no, it's chasing a red herring. So yes, it matters, but it's not the whole enchilada of it. You know what I mean? So don't jump down the rabbit holes, down all of these weird things that are supposed to like help us burn our belly fat. Just focus on a solid nutrition, movement, sleep, stress management kind of plan where you're going to sustainably lose weight. You don't want to crash diet to get your belly fat away because here's what's going to happen. Remember when I said, what determines what is a calorie deficit for you depends on many variables. Well, one of those variables is how much muscle you have on your body. And if you go crash diet, now, I guess we need to define what crash dieting is. To me, if you're losing excessive amounts of weight, it's a crash diet. 
like if it's taking weight off of your body rapidly, it's a crash diet because it's also going to dip into your muscle. It is impossible for you to lose more than a certain threshold of fat off of your body at a time without also dipping into your muscle. So here's what we do when we crash diet. We lose fat. We lose muscle. We end up with nutritional deficiencies because we're not eating enough food. And all of that, by the way, affects your hormones and everything else, right? So our body is in a worse position at the end of the diet, even though we're lighter. Okay. But then we don't stick with the diet anyways. And now our body is in a worse spot. Basically, our metabolism is slower. Maybe we have some nutritional deficiencies and our hormones aren't even like having everything that they need. And so we're going to put the fat back on. Now, how many times have you experienced this? You put the fat back on. You get back up to the weight that you used to be, maybe even more than you used to be. And you're like, but this looks even worse than it used to. Or, and then you diet again and you get back down to like your goal weight, quote unquote, but it doesn't look good. And you're like, but I used to look good at this weight, but now I like look soft and fluffy and I have more belly fat. That's because you lost muscle. And every time that you diet, you're losing more and more of it. And you're making things harder and harder and harder. So what we don't want to do to lose belly fat is anything that causes rapid, unsustainable weight loss. I know you guys don't like it when I say these things and I don't blame you because I'm also impatient and I want the fat to leave my belly immediately. I get it. I'm with you, but slow and steady wins the race. My friend, you need patience. You need consistency. You need foods that fuel your metabolism and your hormones that you can safely and effectively go into a small calorie deficit so that you can be losing fat and building up your body healthy and strong. And it's so boring. I wish that there was just some magical herb or elixir. Like I'm here for it. I would be all about it. I'd be slinging that stuff. Like, trust me, but unfortunately it's not true. So I hope that this clarifies what we all need to do to work on our belly fat. And even though there's not a quick fix, I hope that you find some sort of like, relief knowing that no matter if your fat seems to be going to your belly genetically or now it's going there because of menopause, you can do something about it. That is the good news about all of this. You can absolutely do something about it. Okay. You just got to get after it. So if you have any questions, if you need any help, reach out, you know, the drill, shoot me a message on social media, shoot me an email However you want to reach out, I'm happy to answer your questions. Post them in the Simplified Fat Loss group. Um, if you're in there and you love being part of that community and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, but what about this? Post it. Post it in there. That is a great place for us to have dialogue and conversations about this stuff. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 